Hello, hello, Corkies. We have a special, special guest for you today. We have Thomas, who is going to tell us all about his adventures of running, meditation, mental health. Like, I don't want to spoil it for you. So, welcome back. This is season, what season are we on? This is season four, I want to say. Yeah, we're on season four. Episode one. Episode one. So right out the gate, we have a fantastic guest. And so, Thomas, would you like to introduce yourself to our Corkies? Sure. Thank you very much. The first thing is that thank you very much for having me today. And my name is Thomas Dreibala. I'm the Mindful Movement and Flow teacher, extreme runner, and author, um, and you mentioned about the, uh, my nearest uh, challenge. I'm currently running um, the circumference of the air, 40,075 kilometers, nearly 25,000 miles. I started running a week ago, and um, so it's, uh, I started running on the 30th of September 2022, and I plan to finish the entire challenge in uh, March 2026 in London. I started running from New York. So I will be running for three and a half years and talking with people about the mental health. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. Um, wow. Okay. And so, and tell us in how many miles that is. So that's nearly 25,000 miles. 25, but, um, you know, if you think about the 25,000 miles, that's something which you cannot really, um, you know, put your mind around this. So that's actually not what I'm focusing on. Um, for me, always the most important part is the nearest 15 minutes and passing two and a half kilometers, about roughly one and a half miles. So for me, it's always one and a half miles, which I have to pass. Okay. And tell us why. Um, and, you know, I, I'm living in a present moment. Uh, for most of my life, um, I was struggling with stress and anxiety and overwhelm for nearly 40 years of my life. Mm -hmm. When I was a little kid, I go through some childhood traumas. And um, at that time, of course, I didn't know uh, that I did have a, um, traumatic experiences. And I didn't actually know about this for nearly 40 years of my life. Um, and I was always struggling, struggling with stress and anxiety, overwhelm, with uh, focusing on the present moment. I could you know, read a book, one page of the book, 10 times, and I still didn't know what is on the page. I still, mm -hmm. I still couldn't repeat it. Um, but uh, the breaking point for me was when I started running really actively and when I discovered um, mindful movement and active uh, meditation um, and I started focusing myself on the present moment, on what is here and now. And, um, uh, you know, it was the breaking point for me. Uh, everything started changing for me. So for the past few years, my entire focus, my life is um, attached to the nearest 15 minutes. Mm. I like that. That's cool. Can you please discuss the importance of meditation and why we should meditate? Of course, absolutely. You know, as I mentioned, this is the, that was the breaking point for me. Um, and I always felt like I have a clenched fist in my stomach. This fist was sometimes squeezing stronger, sometimes was releasing, but I always felt that something inside me is holding me back from who I want to be and what I want to achieve in life. I was since the age of 19, at current time, I'm, I'm nearly 45. But since the age of 19, I was always running my own businesses and whatever I started in life. Um, I was growing really quickly. I was going up really quickly. And then I was getting to the certain point and that clenched fist in my stomach was starting holding me really strongly and putting me back to the same familiar part, uh, pattern, which I was keeping repeating in my life 
and didn't allow me to move forward. And in most cases, I was rapidly going uh, down. Um, but when I started running, when I was running my previous two challenges, which was much, much slower than this one, which I'm running at current time, at some time, at some point, I started being uh, really highly focused. Uh, small things become really enjoyable. Um, and I started running like really crazy distances, uh, 70, 80 kilometers uh, a day. The work became really effortless. Um, I was able to be focused for hours at the same task. Um, and I actually uh, started doing what I wanted to do. And nothing was holding me in life any longer. That clenched fist in my stomach completely released. And then when I noticed that shift in my, in my life, um, I became curious why, how it's possible, how this happened. And I actually discovered that I'm practicing a mindful movement and active meditation. I didn't know about this, that I'm practicing it. You know, when I was running my previous two challenges, I was running through Asia. And I'm originally from Poland, but for the past 21 years, I was living in the United Kingdom. I'm living in the United Kingdom and in London. And we don't have many snakes in there. But when I was running through Asia, the snakes was absolutely everywhere. And a few times, because I was dwelling on the past, worrying about, worrying about the future, a few times I almost stepped on the snake. And it was like a kind of the life and death situation for me. So I couldn't afford this any longer to, to, you know, to dwelling on the past, worrying about the future. And I did have to focus on where I'm putting my feet on, where I'm putting my steps. And then I started simply focusing on the present moment for the first time in my life. I stopped living in the past or worrying about the future. And uh, that clenched fist in my stomach completely released signs the middle of 2019. I don't feel this any longer. And then I discovered that I'm actually practicing mindful movement, that I'm practicing active meditation. And when I discovered this, I started doing this purposefully and uh, it completely changed uh, my life and uh, the way how I live now and how I behave. So the meditation, active meditation, mindful movement, it was a massive shift of my life. The shift which gets me from feeling anxiety, stress and overwhelm to the point where I started feeling, um, you know, um, Everything was effortless for me. I, I become highly focused and enjoyable. Um, and I was enjoying everything what I was doing in my life. Wow. Awesome. So is it safe for, for us to ask, like, if you believe that people can be 100% free from anxiety? No, I don't. I don't believe this. Um, and... Um, I, but I believe that we can turn it, we can turn the anxiety into the advantage in our life. You know, feeling the anxiety, I would say it's, it's a natural body response. Um, you know, anxiety is the body's natural response to our fears. If you have anxiety, your fear and worry triggers uh, the fight or flight response, activating your sympathetic nervous system which controls breathing and heart rate. So um, this activation leads the body to release stress hormones, such as like adrenaline and cortisol, contributing to an anxiety's physical res uh, symptoms, physical responses. And that's not absolutely natural response. We, we are humans. That's our biology. That's how we live our lives. Feeling anxiety is natural human biology. And if you accept it, if you don't resist it, it's okay, it's fine. It's not standing in your way any longer. You can learn how to recognize when your body, um, you know, responds to daily stresses with feeling anxiety. Um, and if you treat the anxiety as a learning point, then you know in which areas of your life you feel the anxiety and you can 
um, you know, and you can recognize the needs uh, on which you have to focus, and then you can get your power back. Just before you know, we connected to for recording this podcast, for the recording this chat, this interview, I felt anxiety. Uh, but the difference is that now I like it. Now I expect it. I don't resist it. It simply means to me that that I care. Um, and as soon you accept it, you acknowledge the anxiety, you accept the anxiety, it simply disappears. It's not standing on your own uh, way any longer. I love that answer. Yes. I love it. You can't be tricked. It's so funny because I, I tell my clients and they come in, they're like, I don't want to feel this feeling of anxiety no more. And I'm like, well, I might not be the right counselor for you because I'm yeah. not going to get rid of it and you want to have it. Like, you're going to have, a, you go take a test, right? You want to be a little bit of anxious, you know, about it, have a little bit of anxiety because you want to do well on the test, mm-hmm. right? You don't want to be numb to the test. Like, don't care about it. Yeah. So I love how you, how you put it. That's really good. Yes. Do you have a philosophy on life? Absolutely. Uh, You know, whatever I do, I divide everything into small manageable tasks and focus, as I said, on the nearest 15 minutes. So living in the present moment um, is definitely um, my philosophy in life. But, you know, it wasn't like this always mm-hmm. uh, we have to learn how to live in the present moment um, we have to uh, practice it uh, when i was running i i actually discovered this philosophy and um the, the the power which this philosophy have in my life i discovered when i was running my first big first big challenge to make five million steps in 101 days you know the average human in um, in united kingdom and made about three to four thousand steps a day. If uh, if you are an active person, you make around ten thousand steps a day. I was planning to make five million st- five million th- five million steps in hundred days. If you think about this and wake up in the morning and you think that oh, today you want to make fifty thousand steps or seventy thousand steps, you don't really want to get out of your bed. So I did have to find a way how to turn this into motivation, not into something what, what is blocking me in life. So I started dividing uh, the big challenge, the big, big task on a small manageable uh, chunks. I divided this first on a 10,000 steps, which for me was roughly making, um, to make 10,000 steps, uh, it was roughly taking me one hour. It was roughly about 10 kilometers. And then it wasn't really working for me. Uh, it still was hard to think that I would have to run for, te- for one hour. So then I divided this on uh, half of this, so 5,000 steps, half an hour. And it was the massive turning point for me because then I discovered that, okay, it's hard at the beginning because your brain is still telling to you, no, 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 you want to run 10 hours a day. You want to pass 70 kilometers. You want to make 70,000 steps a day. But if you keep repeating to yourself that no, no brain is half an hour, um, is 5,000 steps, which we want to make. And then we will see what we will do next if we want to run another five, if we want to make another 5,000 um, uh, steps. Then with the time and practice, if you keep repeating it to yourself, your brain is simply tricking, clicking, is not resisting this information any longer. Our brain learns by repetition. And if you repeat something, long enough, many times, then your brain is learning from this. And what started happening to me is that after 15 minutes, after making two and a half thousand steps, after passing two and a half kilometers, I was halfway through achieving my goal to run for half an hour, to run for five kilometers. And when I was a half a halfway through the challenge, my brain was rewarding me with a a bit drop of dopamine 
of the reward, let's call it drug, of the reward drug. So every 15 minutes, I was getting a new drop of the dopamine, new drop of reward um, uh, neurochemical, new, new drop of motivation. So I simply started focusing on the nearest 15 minutes with absolutely everything what I was doing in my life. I converted the same system, system which I learned from running. I converted to all areas uh, of my life and I simply turned it just into my philosophy that I'm focusing myself on the present moment, on living in the present time. And now I teach people actually how to do the same things by focusing yourself on a three minutes um, on a tr and, and practicing it with a three minute exercises. I love that. So as therapists, like we have, you know, seven, eight clients a day. So we wake up in the morning and say we have a full eight hours of therapy ahead, right? So I'm going to start just saying, okay, I have this first hour and the second hour <laughs> instead of looking yeah. at it as like a whole day of getting therapy. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, your brain is first um, resisting this information. Your brain is still saying, oh, you have eight hours of therapy. Don't lie to me. Mm -hmm. That's what you hear actually in your brain. <laughs> but you need to just keep repeating. No, no, it's right. I have the first therapy. I have to go through the first hour. Then I will think about the next hour. I know that time and practice is just becoming normal. It's just you wake up in the morning and you think about the first work that you have to do. Wow. Mm. Good stuff. I love when we learn from our guests. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Why do you think there's a stigma around mental health and, and how did it start it? How did it get started? Probably for every person is something different. But um, for me, it was always about the shame, but not so much about my own shame. But for me, it was usually not usually, always about the about what my society, my family, close friends were telling to me. Um, uh, it was the way how they were holding me back from free, freeing myself uh, of feeling stress, anxiety, and overwhelm, and on keeping myself in a not really uh, healthy mental um, state. I was living for most of my life in a, in a society when they were always saying to me that this is normal, that we feel that way, that we feel anxiety, that we feel stress. This is how the life is. Um, this is how it needs to be. Don't try to go somewhere. Don't try to change it just because you're going to feel it even, even stronger. You know, people pretend that they don't have mental health issues. But each of us have at some point in our life. And um, if we don't talk about this openly, we are killing our feelings and our emotions inside us. You know, but humans are made to live in community. That's how we thrive. If we don't, if, we, if, if everyone keeps to us saying, deal with it, deal with mental health on your own, we are going against our natural needs. Mm. And this never ends well. So I think we should truly be open about our mental health struggles mm. and talk with this with other people and let them know that if they feel anxiety, stress and overwhelm, it doesn't have to be normal. We can live different way we can live without anxiety, without, you know, anxiety negatively affecting us, without stress negatively affecting us. Of course, this is how the life is. And the bad things will happen. And we cannot, you know, completely avoid this. It's a part of our life. But we don't need to let anxiety and stress to hold us back from who we want to be and from how we want to live our lives. Um, for me, it was always about the society. And for me, it was the matter of freeing myself from this society 
mentally and emotionally from some of the people also physically um, and when I resolved this um, I, I, I managed to free myself uh, from being mentally maybe not ill but men not mentally not you know functioning the way how I wanted to to function why is it important to be resilient or to have resilience in life uh you know life is not perfect we are not perfect as I said bad things will always happen no matter um, if we want them to happen or if we don't want them to happen you know, resilience is the process and outcome of successfully adopting to challenging life experiences, especially through mental, emotional, and um, behavioral flexibility and adjustment to external and external demands. Um, we are not born with resilient. We have to learn how to do it. We have to learn how to be resilient. We have to practice resilience. You know, to build my resilience as I was challenging myself to fail, however it may sound, but I simply wanted to fail. And then when it happened, it didn't put me down because I was already expecting uh, to fail. Then I was challenging myself to find a solution. And when I was, uh, uh, you know, putting this solution into my life, I still expected myself to fail. And on many occasions, I was failing. Mm -hmm. But with the time and practice, um, I haven't had any more faults in my life. I just did have uh, lessons and experiences. And that's the resilience. I stopped assigning drama to my faults. I stopped stop it saying to myself, oh, here we go again. I can't do it. Um, thanks to this, I didn't feel the anxiety and stress and fear anymore uh, related to, to filing in, in my life. And um, I was simply practicing mindful movement and learning how to live in the present moment, to be in my resilience, focusing on the nearest 15 minutes. And, and that's actually what helped me to 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 you know to build my resilience. Now I live every every day. I'm actually uh, living in a different hotel in a different location. Um, but uh, you know, now it's absolutely normal for me. Um, extra, I would say I'm extremely resilient to everything that is happening. You know, every I'm, I'm almost every day. I'm running through different locations to different areas. I meet different uh, people. But it took me time and practice to be so much uh, resilient. I'm filing on a daily basis with most of the things which I'm doing. And it's okay. It's fine. And that's the resilience. Wow. And so you're living in hotels this whole time that you're traveling and doing your Absolutely, running? Absolutely, yes. I'm running, you know, I'm running from one place to another place, from one location to another location. I just have a small backpack laptop mobile few clothes with me um at current time no one is supporting me and all the previous challenges i already passed five million steps in 101 days they uh, run eleven thousand kilometers through asia then i passed two and a half thousand kilometers all the time just with my, my backpack just with the laptop running from one hotel to another hotel running for a few hours op opening laptop talking with people giving interviews running uh, coaching programs teaching people that's what i do um and, but you know at the beginning it wasn't that much easy now it's cool now it's fine now i'm truly resilient but i did have to learn this i did have to practice how to do it how long do you intend on living this type of lifestyle? Uh, since April 2019. And I will live that type of the lifestyle until end of March 2026. Okay. That's what I'm that's what I'm planning to 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 complete my biggest challenge, which I'm running now. Mm -hmm. And then I'm planning actually to retire from, from big challenges. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do you have okay. like a home base where you have like all your things and like 
material items, I guess I would say, like. So everything what I have with me is is packed into a small backpack. And uh, um, this is what I'm living with. I'm living with two shorts, with two t-shirts, with laptop, with two mobiles, with uh, activity watch, you know, with a couple of bananas in my backpack, with a couple of snacks, uh, with um, uh, two bottles of uh, water. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm, 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 I learned to enjoy little things in my life. I learned to celebrate little things, passing, uh, you know, whole day and talking with the people along the way is my successful day. Um, I'm not, I'm not waiting for, you know, completing the entire challenge. It doesn't matter if I will finish or, or not. If I manage to run like yesterday, today is my day off, but yesterday I was running 43 kilometers. So it's about, I think, nearly 30 miles, 25 miles. Um, uh, and that was my big success. And that what I was celebrating um, in, in eating. Uh, little small things, you know, uh, every, every 15 minutes by every 15 minutes. And that's my celebration. Love it. I love that you allow yourself a day off too. Yes. Oh, no, you you know, this that's the way how I learned to to pass. You know, if you plan to run forty thousand kilometers, twenty-five thousand miles, you need to plan how how you want to do it. You cannot just jump into this and just say, I'm gonna do it. it it's not working that way. I, I learned that I uh, before I started running this one, you know, now people may think, oh, I cannot really uh you know uh, i don't know compared to that guy or um it's not related to me uh, but you know i i didn't start from running uh that big challenge i started from running five kilometers and it was hard for me to run those five kilometers i started from running half an hour and i was thinking that i'm gonna die <laughs> after this uh, uh, half an hour it's not that i started you know it, it's, it's a wrestle of a few years few years of a Really hard, uh, really hard work. So I know that I can run two days in a row, um, and um, then I need a break. Body needs break. Month needs break. And my emotions, my physicality, my you know spirituality needs a break. So I'm running two days in, in a row, and then um, so I'm running usually Monday and Tuesday. Then Wednesday is my recovery day. Then I'm running Thursday and Friday. And then Saturday and Sunday is my recovery day. So I'm actually running four days per week. The last week was slightly different because it's my first week of running of this big challenge. And, and I was meeting some people here. So it was slightly different. But you know, I built that routine for, for many years. Um, and I know exactly what to expect from my body, what to expect from my mind, where I'm getting tired. You know, it's, it's not the, it's not any um competition with anyone um, um you know i uh, i am not trying to beat any kind of the world record um, i'm running and i'm living my life and i'm teaching people about the mindful movement and flow and if i manage to inspire one person a day that's my success that's uh, that's the biggest achievement uh, which i celebrate uh, every day Wow. Awesome. All right. So you have this book out. Well, it's coming out next year in January, correct? Oh, no, it will come actually in May next year. Oh, May next year. I'm sorry. So what inspired you to write your book? So, you know, the book is called Flow Up, Get Rid of Anxiety, Stress and Overwhelm and Unlock Focus, Creativity and Joy. And I wrote the entire book for my sons. Um, I have two sons. They live in London, um, age 17 and 10 at current time. And um, during the process of, of you know, kind of the discovering myself and changing my entire life, I have discovered that um, if you go through the traumatic experiences in your life, and I know that many people may say that they didn't have any traumatic experiences in their life, but actually each of us does have. 
and the science says about this that at some point of our life we all have some kind of the traumatic experiences but many people don't know what it means to have to go through the traumatic events and if you experience those traumatic events and they affect you for sometimes for the lifetime when you feel the anxiety stress and overwhelm and if you don't heal yourself from those past traumatic experiences mentally emotionally and physically you will pass this on to the next generation you pass your behavioral patterns onto your child's onto your kids you know i felt anxiety stress and overwhelm for most of my life for nearly 40 years of my life and i didn't want my sons to feel the same way how i felt so um, I firstly changed my life. I firstly healed myself from my past traumatic experiences. Then I started focusing on inspiring my sons and other people to do the same. And my book is the guide how to um, heal yourself from past traumatic experiences uh, through the mindful movement uh, through active meditation, through mindful running, how to use those tools to um, get rid of anxiety, stress, and overwhelm, and unlock focus, creativity, and joy. And the entire book I dedicate to, to my sons. I'm actually not living with them. I'm divorced, um, and now I'm actually uh, um, working on the second book. I started working on a second book, which... Uh, the inspiration for the second book is my ex-wife, the mother of my two sons, and hopefully I can inspire her and many other people to make to start making changes um, in their life. So actually my family is the inspiration for, for my book. Interesting. Very thank you for being so open and sharing that. Yes. Um I think that's the what, what mental health is about. If yeah. we talk about our struggles, uh, if other people knows that um, you know, everyone going through some hardships in life, but we can pick up from this, we can change it, and we can turn it into success. Mm -hmm. um, that's what inspires people. Everyone have a problem with mental health, but we can resolve this, we can change it, we can... Uh, use it for our advantage. Absolutely. So you both wrote the book for your son. So who do you look up to the most? Who do I look up the sons? <laughs> you know, I I follow many people in life. Um, but I will have to twist this question and the answer a bit and come back to my sons again because the again because the biggest inspiration and a learning point. For me, I my two sons, and I look up to them mostly. Um, either thought I don't live with them, uh, but you know, with everything what I do, um, I ask myself a very simple question: Do I want my sons to learn from me, from me this thing which I'm doing, mm -hmm. and do I want them uh, to copy this behavior uh, when they will be an adult? Now the thing is that. Um, even if we uh, don't want to, um, we still, um, you know, how we perceive the world and our and all our life experiences largely uh, genetic. Even if we don't want to repeat the mistakes which our parents or grandparents did, we still do this. We still do this subconsciously. Now the statistics are um, the science and statistics uh, are really clear about this. Uh, that's you know even 97, 88 percent of uh, our population of the society lives on autopilot, repeating mm -hmm. the same patterns which we have learned when we were little kids. Mm -hmm. um, so you know I, I really look up to my kids and I learn from them. Um, and if I see something that they repeat and a sort of the pattern uh, which I did, which I actually teach them subconsciously in life or their mother teach them, 
I'm trying to change this. I'm trying to, um, you know, to, to, to teach them something different. It's difficult to have impact on them when you don't see them growing on a daily basis. And if they live with a person who resists any form of the change, but I keep creating tools and keep talking about this louder and louder. And I know that if I shake the subject strong enough and for long enough, then they can ignore it and I will have a positive impact on them. So you know, it's, um, it's like a cycle when I keep coming to the same point and I keep revisiting the same point and I keep looking at them and what I can learn from them to change in my life to then inspire them with my life. Mm -hmm. So you know, I, I, I trying to, um, last year I, I read like 24 books on a subject of mental health, mindful movement, flow, active meditation. And I use all those tools which I learn from many different people to change my life and to inspire my sons and get to inspiration from my sons, how to change my life. So it's like a positive cycle which I created in my life. Mm -hmm. yes. Love it. Do you feel that mental health comes from nature, uh, nurture or both? Um, I'm 100% confirmed, uh, convinced that from both, as I said, that, you know, we, um, how we perceive the life and the world and our life experiences is largely genetic. Um, most of us work, um, live and work subconsciously uh, on autopilot. Now, if you're mom or father, uh, for example, was pessimistic and was making a drama out of uh, you know, every situation or you know, most of the situation. If you have grown watching it and it's simply natural for you, mm -hmm. um, it's, um, it's your natural um, response. And to change it, you have to separate yourself from this environment mentally, and emotionally, you have to um, consciously start making different choices. And if separation, mental and emotional doesn't help, you have to do it physically. Um, um, sometimes it's hard, it was hard for me uh, to do it, uh, but sometimes it's necessary. And if you don't want your sons and daughters to repeat the same mistakes in life, you have to show them different way. You have to show them. It's not enough to say to your son or, and daughter, um, I don't know, learn, uh, uh, go to school and learn uh, because I don't want you to live the same life as I lived. You have to show them the life which you want them um, uh, to live if you want your sons and daughters to, to change, to live a different style of the life. I love that. Um, I don't know about you and growing up in your culture, but I know in, in my culture and growing up, there was a saying like kind of do as I say, not as I do, uh, which yeah. is so backwards um, because yeah. you're telling the child to do one thing, but you're not modeling that thing that you're telling yeah. the child to do. And so it's kind of very confusing, right? Because mm -hmm. why can't I do that thing or not do that thing? So I love that you said what you said. Um, none of us are perfect, right? Um, what do you think you feel you still have the greatest room to grow? You know, to, uh, as I mentioned, to make a change in my life, um, I separate myself, I separated myself from the society where I was living and grow, growing and living later for almost 40 years of my life. And now it's really challenging for me. Um, and I keep pushing myself to get back to people. Um, and I'm, I'm not coming back to, to where I was. Uh, however, I'm welcoming all the people from my past to meet me at the point where I am at current time. Um, and kind of the, you know, you also mentioned about this now that um, 
uh, it's kind of the confusing when people saying to you one thing but doing the different thing. Mm. So you know that trusting to people and, and that's that's building a trusting issue to, to people. So trusting back to people is is a greatest room for me to grow. And I believe that people are not bad from nature. Um, and you know, I'm, I have to stop here for a bit because I, I, maybe I go, go a bit too too uh, too far. I don't. Um, I didn't live with bad people, um, but I lived with the people who was doing one thing and saying another thing. And that's the that's the things, that's the society which I free myself from, mm-hmm. um, and I'm trying not to come back to that society. And that trust issues that they saying to me something different by doing some, but doing something different. That's the greatest room for me uh, to grow with. And um, I keep challenging myself to and pushing myself to start trusting to people. Um, I'm, I'm really careful with the way how I trust uh, to them. I taking I'm taking this, you know. Um, I have to say this, that correction that um, I cannot fully trust to what people say. I have to watch their uh, behavior. Uh, but uh, I'm resolving this um, by building my own community, a uh, community of people which want, which kind of experience a similar life and people which want to grow similar way or the same way as I'm, as I'm growing. Mm-hmm. So I'm building a community. I couldn't find myself in any community where I lived before. So I'm simply building my own community. People who wants to be the way, how how I want to be. Um, you know, not, not everyone is different, but you know, we, we have uh, some... Uh, plans and goals where we want to be. So I'm looking for people who have the plans and goals uh, similar to mine, and I'm building my own community. So I'm pushing myself back to people by building my own community and uh, trying to inspire people uh, similar to to me. Uh, And that's why I'm running around the world. I want to build a global community. I want to meet a lots of people, help to a lots of people, talk with them, listen to those live experiences and learn from them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I love it. Because what I'm hearing is <laughs> a nicer, more <laughs> articulate way of how I've been running around talking about, look, are you going to get with the program or not? Because <laughs> I'm setting these boundaries <laughs> and I'm not living like this no more. And so you're going to get with it or not. <laughs> so I'm building this community, right? <laughs> and you can either come live in this community or you're going to be left behind. So you said it a lot nicer <laughs> than yeah. I have been saying it. But essentially, we're saying the same thing, right? We don't want to live in this dysfunction anymore, right? Yeah. We are growing and we're becoming a better version of ourselves. We're not better than other people, right? Yeah. But we want to live a better life. Um, So you can choose to learn how to live better too, right? We can help each other grow or you can choose to get behind or stay behind, right? Yeah, I wouldn't say say you can choose to stay behind or be behind. Um, Because, you know, we, we have to be respectful for these people that they just simply happy, maybe not happy, but that's what they want in their life. You know, I was for, for, for long, I was trying to inspire many of my friends and, and family to, to follow me, to do things as, as I do, to say to them that it, it's not good for your growth, for your health, for your life. But uh, um, it's not that I give up, but at some point I realized that they just want to be that, that way. They just want to live that way. And if I can, I can just show them, inspire them, um, but I cannot look at them any longer. Um, I just have to move on. I just have to live my own life the way how I want it. And if they want to join me at some point, if they notice it, that is good. If they want to join me, 
you're welcome. You know, just just come and do, and I can show you the way. I can, uh, and I will be super happy to to. Have, I just I just got actually the goosebumps now. <laughs> I will be super happy if you if you will join me and be with me in this journey. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a choice. Do do you agree that it yeah. is a choice that we all get? To Absolutely, make, right? Absolutely. So it's, a, it's a choice. They're making a choice too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so could you kind of teach us some stuff? I absolutely. So um, I can, you know, the the, the most thing you, you you girls mentioned both uh, ladies mentioned both uh, at the beginning when we talked before the um, recording that. Uh, you can imagine uh, uh, running for for such long, and uh, <laughs> for so many hours and so many miles, so many kilometers, and this is probably because you feel the pain, because of course the running is a really heavy physical activity and um, it's painful. You cannot uh, reject this, and you know it's, it's 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 exactly the same what I feel when I'm running 40, 60, 70, 80 kilometers a day. Sometimes, mm -hmm. um, it's a painful exercise. So I can teach a very simple mindful movement exercise how to deal with the pain, um, and I will teach you how to deal with the physical pain, but exactly the same exercise you can implement to mental pain or the emotional pain. So when you run and when you uh, feel the pain, um, you can do those three very simple steps. The first one is to um, acknowledge the pain. So when you run and when you feel the pain, for example, your, your left knee, you may say, say to yourself, okay, um, I feel the pain, um, it's normal, I'm running, I don't know, 10 kilometers today, so I may feel a bit of pain, but, um, um, uh, but I will observe this pain and uh, I will see if this is indicating injury or if it's um, simply because I expect to feel it, so I feel it. So the first step is to acknowledge that you have a pain. Mm -hmm. Don't resist the pain. Don't uh, pretend that the pain doesn't exist. Just simply acknowledge, say to yourself, I feel the pain, it's normal, it's fine. Um, I will observe it. Build the curiosity around the pain. The second step is to accept the pain. You actually started this with the first step. The second step is to accept the pain. Say to yourself in your mind, okay, I feel the pain, but it was my choice to run today, and now I choose to keep running. And the second step is to assign gratefulness to the pain. Mm -hmm. So when you feel the pain, think about the three things which you are grateful for, which happened today or during the run. So this may be, for example, say to yourself, um, when you feel the pain, say to yourself, okay, I'm grateful for uh, that I pass already five kilometers, or I'm grateful that I see that beautiful tree or flower in front of me. And I'm grateful that it's so green around me. So look for very simple things which you, are, you, which you are grateful for. And what is actually happening here is that you are rewriting your, the script in mind, which you learn that since you were a little kid, that pain is something bad in your life. Mm -hmm. so pain is something good in your life because it caused growth. So you are rewriting the negative, negative script in yourself. And you are teaching your mind for looking for positive patterns in your life instead of negative patterns. And when you practice this for the long enough, your mind is um, converting the same pattern into all other areas of your life because your mind learns by repetition and your mind um, loves patterns in life. And what is actually happening that after first two step, steps, after acknowledging and accepting, in most case, cases, your pain disappears because pain is starting in your brain. Pain is starting in your mind. 
and then is directed to your to your body. In most cases, the pain will disappear and you will keep running. If you feel the pain again, repeat the same exercise and think about another three things which you are grateful for. This is getting you into the present moment and is rewriting the script in your mind. And you will be in shock how powerful this very simple mindful exercise uh, is. This is how I'm passing 40,000 kilometers, so you can trust me that I know <laughs> what I'm talking about if I'm able to run at such a crazy distances. Oh, yes. Wow, that was a oh. treat. <laughs> Thank you. You can find, you know, when the book goes live, you can find many of similar exercises in my book with the explanation how this is happening, where the pain is coming from, and how to deal with the pain, and lots of other exercises. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Thomas, where can our guests, you know, reach you? Where can they find you? Social media, websites, things like that. Sure. So um, um, you, you can go to my website, www.tomashdrybala.com. Uh, all my social media have actually similar address. Always when you put in a social media, Tomas Dreibala. Um, is um, you will find it. So I'm mostly okay. active on um, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you can find lots of mindful exercises there, lots of practices, um, daily inspirations. Um, but you can find me actually on all social media: YouTube, uh, Twitter, um, TikTok. Uh, I'm using all the social media. Wow! Thank you so much. Thank you. you. Thank you very much for having me today. Yes, no, thank you. It's been fantastic. We've learned so much in this short time. Yeah. So ready for your book to come out. Thank you very much. Um, I'm happy, uh, you know, if I can inspire some people and um, help them uh, move forward, change their life, uh, stop feeling anxiety, stress, and overwhelm, and unlock focus, creativity, and joy. It's become the mission of my life to inspire as many people as, as it's possible along the way of my running road. And if you see a guy <laughs> running and smiling somewhere, uh, you know, on the road, uh, um, maybe it's me, you can stop by and say hello, and we may run for a bit. I can show you a few mindful movement exercises along the way of my running road. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I would love that, yes. Mm -hmm. Great. All right. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you. Thank you very much. We, alongside BetterHelp, want you to start living a healthier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com MHU to join over the 1 million people who have taken control of their mental health. This code will allow 10% off your subscription. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash M-H-U. Hi, Corkies. Please, please, please follow us on all social media outlets. We're on Instagram at Mental Health Uncorked. We're on YouTube at Mental Health Uncorked. We're on Twitter at MHU the podcast. And you can also email us at mentalhealthuncorked at gmail.com. Like, share, subscribe. Thank you.